Welcome to the Spark to Your Success. My name is TJ Dow and I believe that we all have a bright spark inside. When you find yours and light it up, not only do you light up inside and that does feel amazing, but you light up the world around you and allow others to feel that amazing too. What a great gift to give, not just to yourself, but to the people around you. The Spark to Your Success podcast is designed to bring you a little inspiration, a little bit of insight and bring some positivity into your day. So welcome to this episode for young people and the younger heart. Last week, we talked about coaching, what it is, what it is not, and how coaching at Back on Track Teens is a little bit different. Thank you so much to everyone who connected with me after that episode. It sparked many interesting conversations and I'm looking forward to those coaching sessions that are now booked in as a result. This week, I have a guest for you on the show. As we get into the conversation, I think there'll be a little bit of a surprise for you that you may not be expecting when you first hear this gentleman talk about himself and his business. So listening carefully and prepare to be inspired as I share the interview with you. So it's my pleasure to welcome to the podcast uh, my guest today, who I know you're going to love listening to. No pressure on you, though. <laughs> Let me introduce you to Joseph Yates, who is an entrepreneur and uh, a very interesting an inspiring story. So I'm not going to tell your story, Joe. I'm going to let you tell us who you are, what you do, and then maybe take us back in. Can't take us too far back in history. And the audience will understand why when you start to tell them that. But uh, what you're doing now, where you came from, what made you decide to do what you're doing. And then perhaps we'll go, we'll go back into the past and then we'll go out into the future. Find out what your big plans are. So welcome to the Spark to Your Success. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so my name is Joe Yates. I run a company called Unknown Marketing. Uh, we help businesses get more customers through social media marketing. We work with anyone from startups all the way through known regional powerhouses. And our aim is to get to the likes of Apple, Dell, etc. to help them with their marketing as well. So the heart of our business is all about having a transformative effect on companies so that's taken a company from where they've been maybe for the last few years in some cases 15 20 years where they've just stagnated at one stage we bring new sales and lead generation techniques to them to ultimately help them achieve their goals whether that's personally in terms of you know buying that house or achieving financial freedom or you know peace of mind or even going to the point of where their business can now employ people which was always their dream when they started, but never really got the sales to achieve that. So, so yeah, that's kind of, that's, that's who we are at the minute. Um, we're called Unknown Marketing and there's currently a team of four, soon to be a team of six. Fabulous. And I love already that our audience has a little glimpse of, well, hashtag dream big or go home, isn't it? <laughs> big plans. And I have no doubt that you'll get there as well. But tell us, let's go back in a TARDIS, back in time a little bit, and uh, tell us where this entrepreneurial spirit began. I mean, really, you, you hear people say that they've had an entrepreneurial spirit since they were five, doing, doing this, that, and that. I don't think it came in until really 13, 
or 14 years old. And I, I definitely think it came from my parents. My parents wouldn't give me anything. We, we weren't, you know, a poor family, but it was all about you work for what you, what you want. So I always wanted kind of your desirable goods, like your designer t-shirts, etc. And to do that, I had to go and get a job. So I started in hospitality at a, a very small restaurant near where I live. I learned kind of customer service skills, started as a pot wash, always wanted to go out and meet customers, then got kind of promoted to a waiter and then ended up kind of on a Saturday and Sunday when it's really busy, accidentally managing people who were adults. Uh, like, we're a little bit slow here. Can we get the food out? And then I fell in love with uh, cycling. I unfortunately don't cycle anymore, but fell in love with the sport, still love the sport and wanted to work in a bike shop. So left that job after three years, but then when I was 15, joined a local bike shop called Mammoth Lifestyle. And what I found there was that, you know, we kind of were struggling to get customers through the door and that related to the sales for the business. Not the people working in the business weren't poor salespeople. It wasn't really their fault, but they just weren't getting the footfall in the store. I was looking at ways of how we can get footfall in the store. And one of them was social media. Yes. Uh, kind of a long story short, we implemented social media into their kind of business strategy, built them a marketing strategy, and that helped them grow. And it was those little pivots in kind of my life where I was thinking social media. Then at the age of 17, I was getting people that I knew through cycling asked me to do their social media as well. And then all of a sudden, I had three or four clients bringing in. At that time, it was a thousand pound a month, which I thought, wow, you know, I'm rich. Not bad at 17. And then I still wanted to go to university and or get an apprenticeship. Got a great offer from British Airways, but decided why climb the corporate ladder when I can just start at the top and build a team around me. So when we were employing our first member of staff, it was very much all about, you know, yes, you're not going to climb the corporate ladder here. You're already joining at the top and we're going to build a team underneath you. Um, And he, Dan, who's the paid social manager, really bought into that. There's two of us in the business now. So there's myself um, and my business partner, Adam, who helped me set it up from December 2018. Uh, and he helps with all the creative side of the business. So, you know, the videos you see and that, that side of things. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's really good. So I just want to recap that because I'm not quite sure the listeners might have realised what you said. <laughs> so at 15, you joined the local cycle shop. Yep. Yes. And you could tell that. The salespeople were good, but there just was nobody to sell to. So at 15 years old, you go to the boss with a proposal for social media to increase the football. (laughs) I think that was very subtle and it might have got missed. And they went for it and you increased the football massively and the business as a result. And then to go on and be headhunted by other businesses that were so impressed that at 17 working part-time you were you were earning an extra thousand pounds through doing that I think that is fabulous fabulous and then you start your own business you were going to go to university but like decided not to bother I think that's brilliant I was still applying for uni whilst I had this business and then 
it was one client that was prepared to pay £500 a month, which I then thought someone's prepared to pay me a quarter of what I'll be getting just to do their social media. I thought that's what I love. Yeah. And I always wanted to start a business, but I never had that one product that I could sell. And then I found a talent in this. But the reason I joined uh, with business partner was that I needed someone creative at the time. And I mean, at, at 17, setting up a business is quite tough. You're going out into you know, quite a big world, which is totally different than what they teach you at school. You know, I was expecting get a degree, then get employed. But yeah, going out straight away and then trying to sell and being told at meetings you're just a kid and this, that and the other, you soon learn a lot more enterprising skills. So you have four soon-to-be six staff in the team. Yep. You have, did you say to me, 35 regular clients? Yeah, that's now 37. See, within a few days it's gone off. And you are how old right now? 19. (laughs) Because that is astounding. I just want our listeners to hear that, that this young man is still 19 years old, running a business with a business partner with soon to be six staff and 37 retained clients. How brilliant is that? And I, the reason that I'm so excited that you're on the podcast is to inspire other people like you to not necessarily feel that they have to go down the traditional route of education into university, into a job, and that and work your way up. I, I love this idea that, well, why work your way up to the top of the ladder when you can just start there? Fabulous. It's just fabulous. So tell us more. What do you want to know? <laughs> well, normally, Joe, I'd say, so what would you go back and tell your 18-year-old self? But like, you're only 19 already, so I can't do that. <laughs> I'm 18-year-old self still. There was a lot of mistakes I... Uh... I'd made already. The key thing would, I learned was always to listen to people around you. You know, even, even now where, you know, we turn over a good amount of money and, you know, we've got a strong client base. I always listen to people around me, whether that's when I go back to my current school and they, you know, they give advice or, you know, people around the office that I work. It's all about, I believe, absorbing advice whether that's free or you invest in advice off specialists, which is, which is something I do. It's just advice is everything because, you know, yes, I'm 19 and I've built this, but there's people out there that have been doing it for 25, 30, 40 years. And you should never be arrogant in the way of not stopping learning and listening to those people. It's all about development. Yeah, lifelong learning, so it should be. So how is it being so young like being, you mentioned like being taken seriously. Originally, like first several clients, when I was selling, it was tough. I walked into a, I won't mention names, but I walked into a car dealer, spent about 40 minutes in a meeting. And then I ended up walking out the meeting and thinking, do I really want to do this? Because he was like, I want you to do three months free trial that we'll see how it goes. But I believe social media is for kids. And I had all the statistics there to say, no, you know, there's actually 
you know, more people over the age of 25 on social media, like Facebook, than yeah. on, and he, he just didn't get it. But then the kind of changing point for me was when I joined a networking group and I really started going from, you know, small clients paying a fairly, well, it's still a substantial fee a month, but then getting out into the networking groups where all of a sudden I had a market of 200 people, 200 businesses that I could sell to. And I was like, wow, that's bigger than my initial prospect list that I was cold calling. And that was the pivotal point when I thought, this is it now. You know, I can build relationships, I can build partnerships, and I can really grow the business. And, you know, I strongly believe, despite our ads we run for our own business to get leads, without a strong local networking group through COVID, we probably wouldn't have grown at the rate we did. Facebook ads were still pulling those clients, but networking really had a strong community that helped each other. And, you know, I helped people and in return, post-COVID, well, we're not post-COVID, but post-lockdown, um, we, we really saw a, an increase in, in our business where we, we basically doubled in size Fabulous. over three months, which was amazing. Yes, amazing. And more to come. I absolutely can see that. So tell us, tell our listeners, you've got a, a little bit of a project going on on the side that is something that you're really, really passionate about. And I think it is so relevant to young listeners and parents that are listening as well. So tell us about your other project. Yeah, so Unknown Marketing's my, my baby. That's kind of what I, what I founded at well, a young age. But something that I saw through school, through friends and through you know, people going to university, then sadly you know, taking their own life or, or that side of things was that social media is great and it's amazing commercially and it's amazing in personal lives as well when it's used correctly. But the issue is, is that a lot of time it's not used correctly due to the lack of training and knowledge from people using it. You know, you, you don't go on Facebook and get, you know, a notification to say, look, you need to do this training before you start. But any other software... CRMs, project management, all will give you videos to learn how to, to use social media. Yeah. And, you know, when I first trialed this project, which is called Safe Social, I went into Western Road, which was the school I went to in Stafford. And I had a different presentation for year seven because I knew someone were under 13. So I did an exercise where I was like, put your hand up if you're on social media. Everyone put their hands up. Then I was thinking, right, they're probably just on maybe Snapchat or Instagram or, you know, Kick, for example, or one of these WhatsApp, et cetera. I went through all social media platforms and the only one that had drop off was um, Facebook and Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Every kid from year seven is on them and absorbing the ads, absorbing a lot of content through social media. Great commercially if you want to sell to that age, but actually when they're taking up that much um, content, but also being treated badly by other people on social media, you've then got a severe problem. So what this project's attempting to achieve is to change the minds of young individuals from, you know, we're looking at year seven initially, but we're probably going to go even younger to get it instilled in their mind that social media is a place to connect with your friends. 
it's a place to see updates of what your friend's doing. It's not a place to look at other models when you're a girl and question your own body and then start doing things to your own body because you feel like you should look like that. Because yeah. in reality, you know, those people, they're 25, 30, they go to the gym a lot, they eat perfectly, and yes, they are stunning, but you're 13. And they don't, there isn't that training to, to see the difference between the two. So same with guys. Guys think, oh, nice car. I really want that nice car. My dad doesn't have a BMW. That means I'm poor. And it's all these overthinking thoughts yeah. which actually end up leading to you know, depression, anxiety, stress, um, even in ages as young as 12, 13. Yeah. And then going forward to, we, we're not just want to talk negatively in this project. We want to talk about the positives, career opportunities and social media. We do very well out of social media. So that's one career. How you can use social media to actually increase your employability. So, you know, when should you get on LinkedIn? How should your LinkedIn profile look? How should the rest of your social media profiles look to avoid unemployment? Because, you know, us as employers, we look at social media profiles. We'll look through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, etc. And something Dan told me, who's our paid social manager, he said, when I was looking for a job, I hid all my profiles. I made them all private because I've got things on there which I'm happy for you to see now because it was when I was over in America helping young people. But yeah. there's a few like beach photos. And I was like, that, that's clever. But we kind of were a little bit like, why are we going to employ a paid social manager who's not on social media? And he showed us his accounts in the meeting. So it just shows that, you know, if we're small employers employing, well, a team of five to 10 people in the next year, what are the big people going to be doing with those big opportunities? Yes. Um, I'm sure they've got software which will, which will trail through your social media and pick out posts that are probably against their values. So yeah, it's really important. And it's where my kind of heart lies because I want to, I want to make a, a substantial difference to the UK and then, and then the world, hopefully. World domination. Dream big or go home. That's what I said. <laughs> But I love this safe social thing because social media is a fabulous, wonderful thing for connecting people in all sorts of different ways. And it is a dreadful thing for connecting people in all the wrong ways. And uh, I know that, you know, some of the research that I did on body image you were talking about and statistics about the impact of social media on people's self-worth and and what they their their confidence, um, but also in terms of grooming and being connected with the wrong people, uh, you know, in experiments where I think it was a lady in marketing set herself up as a twelve year old girl on a social media account, and literally within two minutes there were grown men connecting with a twelve year old girl. We have an exact example, which is quite personal to me, ex girlfriend sister who was year seven so 12 years old had a tiktok profile parents hadn't set it up right so they hadn't put the privacy or the request to be to follow settings in place and she had 400 followers 15 of them were people she knew oh wow the other 375 were all kind of like indian asian men um 
you know, with very odd names that were clearly just people, fake accounts that have been set up to look at young girls. And it's like, well, where, where are those videos now? Because it's very easy to screen record on your phone. Those videos could have been sent around, you know, groups of, of older men. And it's totally, I mean, it's, it's really wrong, but it's simple, really simple procedures you can put in place with your children from a young age that currently schools aren't doing parents aren't really doing because they don't understand because they're all similar teachers and parents all similar ages and they don't they've not been through social media they don't understand social media so that's why something like this is really needed and i know that like we have not just young people listening to the podcast show but what i call young at heart people as well and will be parents and i know at that statement they'll be saying parents have set it up with the right permission what permissions we didn't know there was a way to set it up. And so part of what you're doing, as I understand it, is to be able to educate parents, train parents in safe social media and setting that up for their young people. Is that right? Yeah, because it starts, it all starts from parenting, in my opinion. The reason I work ridiculous amount of hours, I believe, is because my dad was exactly the same. I don't advocate working ridiculous amount of hours unless you really love it. Yeah. Uh, in case it's okay. But... If you're on your phone constantly as a parent and you're going through social media, your kids are going to do the exact same thing. And there's research to show that that is the case. But the simple things when they say, mom or dad, can I go on Instagram? Or or you see that they've downloaded an Instagram, then they're not going to know as a 12-year-old, or or they should be 13, but most people are sending them up early because of fear of missing out. But at that age, they should one Facebook should be able to go tick. This person is 12. They need to be doing this before they're allowed on the platform, which is what I want to do at safe social. But parents can go, you know what? Yes, you can have Instagram, but you need to have your privacy settings on this, that, and the other. So we want to show parents how you can actually set up all of those things that Facebook offer. But because Facebook doesn't have a Facebook for kids Mm. or Snapchat for kids, they have to, from a commercial point of view, they have to think of it as how do we make the user experience best? And their systems clearly aren't clever enough yet to realize actually anyone under 18 should be doing this or should have these settings on automatically, which if we can actually have an effect where the social media platforms end up saying, you know what, anyone under 18 needs to go through these. Great, but I think that's quite far away where what you as a parent can do is you can you know look at safe social go you know what i want to i want to see how i can best look after my kids without saying to them look you're not allowed on facebook instagram snapchat it's all they'll do i did it go behind your parents back and go on go on it anyway and just download and then delete the app and we had our phones checked i don't advocate that either (laughs) a nice thing as a kid but what it meant was you end up becoming quite deceiving where if you just put all the procedures in place from, you know, whether they're 12, 13, 14, when they come on social media, it then means that they're going to be best safe on those platforms. And, you know, you get on the platform, you learn how it works and you, you say, look, you can, you can do it, but I want to follow you as well, which should be absolutely fine. And it allows you to actually understand how the platform works, which I think is important. So that's a matter really of teaching parents how to keep their young people safe, but teaching young people how to stay safe on there as well. Yes. 
Because mm. we have so many, well, you've just demonstrated so many young people who are so naive about who might be following them without them knowing and where those materials might go, then it's really important that they do understand that. Definitely. So how are you going to train us? It's still in development to a certain extent of how it's going to be delivered because we've got to trial it with a few more schools to see Mm. which works well. But the initial kind of prospect is that one, with COVID and safety and also to allow it to go global, we want to ensure there's an online platform. So that's something we're working on at the minute in terms of developing the online platform, developing the course, so that you as a parent can actually go through the course yourself, Mm. which is really important, but also get your kids to go through um, the more basic sections themselves, which is going to be engaging. It's going to be delivered by myself or someone of my age. So, you know, I'm not just creating it and then employing 40, 50-year-olds to deliver it. It needs to be delivered by someone that's young because they'll engage with them. So that's the first um, online is, is the bit I'm excited about. The other, the other sections which we've already trialed is one speaking. So myself going in and speaking to schools, but also then teaching sixth form students on how to deliver the course as well. So we're not only teaching students how to use social media, we're also helping sixth form students learn how to teach and deliver presentations. So they're also getting enterprise skills in the upper courses, which I think is brilliant. And the third thing is we are writing a load of resources to allow schools to deliver it in-house themselves, which again, we're going to advocate using sixth form students to help deliver it. Because let's say the teacher who is responsible for teaching this is 55 to 60, or even sometimes 40 to 50, hasn't got an interest in social media, how are they going to deliver a course on social media where there'll be some teachers that are kind of 30, 35, 25 to 30 who understand social media. They use it every day. They really do get it. In which case they don't really need us, but they've got great resources there to deliver it to the kids themselves. Our aim is to get schools on everything. So, you know, access to our virtual platform so that the parents can use it access to resources, access to me speaking, and also the resources and basically the full course. Because what that will allow is each year, students go through a progressive feel of how to use social media. And then eventually when they actually leave school, they operate safe online. It's building a much nicer community and they're much more employable because of what content they're sharing. Because ultimately, big brands in our industry, such as Social Chain, they don't do uh, CVs. They look at how creative you are on your social media and they only employ people with a good engagement following. And that's not how many followers you've got on social media. That's irrelevant. It's how many people out of those followers are actually engaging with your your content. And people that can do that well are the people of the future, in my opinion. Quality engagement, not quantity of followers. Exactly. And I love that idea that, you know, you transition it through setting up safely, staying safe, using it socially. But then as you progress through education into the world of work or entrepreneurship, as you already have, that they can use that and understand it powerfully to be noticed in a different way. And I'm excited about that because one of the things that we are hoping to do here is get people seen from an employability point of view 
that doesn't get kicked out by the algorithms of the traditional applications online that you never get. You've got this brilliant person who, you know, maybe just not, just not standing out on paper that never even gets the chance to be given an interview because the application got kicked out by a computer. So I think it's brilliant that we can use technology more creatively and appropriately to get young people noticed. So you and I will have a conversation about that another time to see how we perhaps can collaborate with that. But um, yeah, definitely a good progression from using it socially to using it career-wise as well. Because LinkedIn is huge these days, isn't it? And I guess most of our young people will not have a clue about LinkedIn or any interest in it, and maybe they should. I didn't know about LinkedIn, you know, I was quite entrepreneurial. I didn't know about LinkedIn until probably six months into working. And it's because, you know, you know it's a professional platform, but their marketing isn't as good as the likes of Facebook, Instagram, and it's not designed for younger individuals where, you know, the ability to present yourself in a very professional way. And also, you know, if someone applied for a job at unknown marketing and, they didn't have a LinkedIn profile, I probably wouldn't consider them because I'd be like, well, if you're going to be working on LinkedIn, I expect you to have a LinkedIn profile. It's just basic tick boxes that are so simple to have, but increase your employability so much. And, you know, for a lot of small businesses, they're not going through what I would call the EY or British Airways application stages, which is something I did, where you're having to do hours and hours worth of work just to even be considered. And then, you know, British Airways, yes, I got through and ended up getting a job offer. But EY, I'm sure I spent a day to two days applying for a job there. And all you get is a, sorry, you're not right for our company. You don't, I think I didn't fit their values, even though I pretty much related to their values exact. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you get sifted out too easily, don't you? So interesting. So, Joe, 19 years old, thinking globally already. What is your, what's your big dream? What's your big vision? Where are you going with all this? My dream, a lot of time, my friends ask me that and they think the answer is going to be money. Money isn't a driver for me, really. It used to be when I was younger. It used to be, how can I afford that next t-shirt, etc. Yes. But what I want to achieve now is I want to build a team in unknown marketing. By the age of 25, I want to have a team of 30 to 50 members of staff that are making transformative differences on all businesses we work with. So we take any business and we've got the ability to make them grow. And it's, it's something that people want to buy into, which is, already, which is already happening, but have a much bigger client base and a much larger team. Uh, and that will just keep going on and on. With Safe Social, I really want to change the way that schools work with social media. I want to change the way young people use social media. And it would be an absolute dream to see the most suicidal rates, especially in men, in around my age, under 25, is very, very high. And, you know, what I want to achieve, both in women and men, is if that was decreased as a result of the change in social media, that would be amazing for me because I know people close to me 
have either had serious mental health issues uh, at such a young age as well. It does, it does happen, but we're still, you know, schools get Samaritans in who I think are a great charity, but they talk about what it feels like when you get to that stage and what you can do, which is brilliant, but how do we actually prevent them from even getting to that stage? Because people in schools shouldn't be having talks from Samaritans is my aim. It should be, you know, you're in a happy place. You haven't got to the world of work yet. So your stress level should be quite low. But what happens is because of social media, fear of missing out, expectation, uh, what you look like, et cetera, body image, money, people just feel so down all the time. And you are, you are seriously judged at school and it's getting even worse and worse. And now I think with TikTok, et cetera, people are probably going to be judged on the way they dance, which again is another thing that you know, people need to understand, you know, express yourself. But if you are seeing other people's content, if you find it funny because you find the dancing funny, doesn't mean you have to go and take the mick out of them on Monday morning. You just ignore it. You just leave it. And that's what I want to get people realizing is that you don't need to just to make the person next to you laugh. You don't need to potentially ruin someone's life because just by your child or, or yourself taking a mick out of that other person, that could seriously, you know, ruin their chances in job interviews because they could be scared that, you know, and have that personal anxiety. And it's just tiny little things in life which can actually affect massive, massive decisions and potential growth for your person. And it's when you look at it in the big picture, that's what people look at. But actually when you're in there, all people go is, they're funny, and then take the mick out of them, but don't realize the effect on them. And the reason is, is that people don't put it in that way. They just say, that's really mean to say that, but it's not why that could be mean. Mm. And I think it's interesting because as a young person, you know, it isn't that long since you were at school in the thick of that. And so I think you're absolutely the right person to start to really make a difference. And, and you're right. If the work that you do reduces suicide rates, that's a really great legacy to leave. We will be cheering you on all the way <laughs> from here. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's great to hear that your goal is, like I say, it's not money, it's more of a social impact that is driving you uh, both in both projects, really, both in your business to really have an impact on other businesses and allow them to grow, but also to make a big difference to the young people that are following on behind you. The reason I don't like the word entrepreneur is that it's chucked around too often. Yeah. Uh, it's, all about, it's all about the Rolls Royce or the Rolex and that side of things. In my opinion, what money allows you to do is do stuff like Safe Social um, and it gives you opportunities to do stuff that you can't do when you've not got money uh, and it gives you a lot more freedom to actually go and do good or at least in my opinion, go and do good. And yes, if I wanted a Rolex, great, but you know that money could actually be invested in something else um, and then you know one day, might be able to afford 10 Rolexes. So. <laughs> All about building, to, for me, it's building a, a bit of a kind of, um, I don't like the word empire either, but a bit of an empire which has a transformative effect on one, you know, children in schools, but also the way parents act, and then two, on businesses to help them, them grow and develop as well. 
They are both great missions, Joe. We wish you every single success. We are the spark to your success, but you've already sparked it for yourself. So, <laughs> so we'll be following your success and uh, perhaps you can come back on as a guest in the future and uh, let us know, especially when Safe Social is, is launched and, uh, and as your business has grown as well and share with us a bit more of your journey. That would be fabulous. Definitely. So thank you for being with us. It's no, been thank you. inspiring. I know that you will have uh, inspired many people. So before I let you go, though, you have to tell people where they can get hold of you. How do they find you? So uh, if you want to know Safe Social, www.safe-social.co.uk. You forgot the uh, line there. <laughs> if you want to speak to me direct, email hello at josephyate.co.uk. Fabulous, fabulous. Well, I'm sure that we'll put that in the, the write-up underneath the podcast as it goes out as well so people can easily reach you. And if people want to reach you, connect through me, then I'm really happy to play intermediate and uh, pass any questions, comments, inspiration from uh, what you've said to us today back to you. Uh, so they can do that at www.backontractteens.com or email me at tj at backcontractteens.com and I will pass your comments on. Joe. it's been a pleasure. No, thank you. Appreciate thank you. So what did you think? 19 years old and on a mission. Very cool. Very cool young man. And that safe social site for you again is www.safe-social.co.uk. And to connect with Joe, it's hello at josephyates.co.uk. You have been listening to me, TJ Dow, on this, the spark to your success. Until next week, stay, stay safe on social media and join me next week for some more inspiration, insight, and positivity. Bye for now.